This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. If you want to know really about the history of and the underpinnings of the global airline industry, then you go to Bob Crandall. He's former president, CEO, and chairman of American Airlines. He was at American running the airline from 1985 to 1998. He joins us on this Wednesday from Palm City, Florida. Bob, uh, Jason and I have been looking forward to checking in with you. First of all, I hope you're doing okay. Your family's doing okay. We're all, everybody's in good shape, Carol. Jan and I are here in uh, Palm City, and a bunch of the kids and grandkids are hanging out in Gloucester, Massachusetts at some property we have up there, so everybody's uh, hale and hearty. All right, well, glad to hear that. Not hale and hearty is certainly um, the airlines industry. Uh, I'm just curious, as you look at it, you've seen a lot of cycles, up, down cycles, you know, cycles of consolidation. How do you see it right now, and what does the industry look like post-pandemic? Well, I think it looks very different and and very substantially smaller for a long time to come. Uh, I I think you got to recognize, Caroline. I'm sure you do, and I'm sure most people do. This is this isn't the usual kind of up and down cycle in the airline business. This is this is a matter of the general public feeling unsafe in closely packed or closely spaced public spaces. So you've seen restaurants take a, 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 a tremendous hit. You've seen cruise ships take a tremendous hit. And and airlines, of course, are sort of the, the penultimate example of packing people together to get from point A to point B for as little money as possible. <clears throat> in a, and nonetheless, in a reasonably convenient way as compared to covered wagons, for example. Right. So, so so what you've got now is uh, now you've got you, you have to ask yourself how long will it be before people feel truly safe? And I think the answer is, is that they're not going to feel truly safe. Most people aren't going to feel truly safe until a we have a vaccine, b we have a cure, and c we have much 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 more systematic testing and tracking than we have today. We are. And we're amateurs in terms of testing and tracking. It just hasn't been set up. There is no plan. It isn't happening. So until until we can solve those three problems and thereby alleviate the public's concern, I think most people are going to stay home. And, of course, right. that's very bad for the airline business. And so if you were running an airline right now, what do you do? Well, I think I think I would be doing. I think I think the people that are running airlines these days are doing pretty much all they can. In the first instance, they are doing they are in collaboration with the with the programs that have been passed by the Congress. They're keeping their people paid. Mm-hmm. They are doing all that they can to minimize their expenses. They are parking airplanes. They are retiring some of the older airplanes. They're they're <clears throat> they're stopping some of the flights uh, in, in in some careful way so that they meet the terms of the legislation. And they provide at least minimum service, but the fact is they're flying as little as they possibly can. They're doing what they can to clean the, the, the airline terminals. They are doing what they can to clean the airplanes. Uh, they, are, they are teaching their employees how to deal with masks and, and uh, in some cases, temperature testing. So I think they've, got, I think they've, they've had quite a, uh, uh, quite a generous or uh, creative Mm-hmm. A set of things to do, uh, all of them addressing two issues. One, how do we make the public feel safe? And second, how do we minimize our costs so as to preserve our ability to return to, act, uh, to 
active flying once it's possible to do so. Well, let's continue our conversation with Bob Crandall. So excited to catch up with him, especially at this time of unbelievable turmoil and a lot of angst, to say the least, about the future of the airline industry. So, Bob, I'm guessing you saw the comments that uh, Dave Calhoun, the Boeing CEO, made about not only capacity, but taking that to its logical conclusion and saying we may see a major airline go out of business before the end of the year or early into 2021. What do you make of that? Yeah, I don't I don't know why uh, Calhoun wants to get himself involved in that. He's, <laughs> he's uh, I, do, I really don't see why he'd make a comment like that. It, it might be true, it might not be true. Dave has much better, uh, much closer uh, access to the, of the different carriers than I do. I've been out of the industry a long time. Sure. And he, he, looks, at them, uh, he looks at them very closely because, of course, they're all customers. Uh, some of those numbers are looking pretty foreboding to him, and I wouldn't be surprised uh, that they are looking foreboding to him. The question of whether anybody will go out of business, I'll leave to others. But the fact of the matter is, everybody is, is each every airline is a hurting cowboy these days. Yeah. Well, well, what's interesting too, and you know, we talked a little bit, Bob, initially about what's going on in the debt markets, and you know, American Airlines not alone, but their debt falling further into distressed territory. Um, you know, we've, and as you said, and rightfully so, this is unlike any other cycle that that we've seen before. We've already seen a lot of consolidation. Do you anticipate that there's going to be more as a result of uh, the pandemic and the shutdown? Carol, I, I I honestly don't know. I think, look, just as a as a as a practical matter, yeah. if you take six enterprises and they all fall into a state of difficulty, and if you could if you could do the work of those six enterprises with uh, only a, a portion of the people and certainly a, a, a portion of the overheads, then you would say to yourself. Gee, why don't we do some consolidation here and see if we can become more efficient? So yes, I'm sure there are people thinking about that. Now, I, I think we, I think in the United States, we need to approach consolidation of businesses very carefully. We have been very lax in terms of enforcing the antitrust rules. Uh, we have a dramatic shrinkage of the number of public companies uh, traded in the United States and a substantial diminishment of the level of real competition. Mm-hmm. So what the, what the proper public policy may be, be with respect to the airlines is a broader question than we have time to discuss today. But I think that's the right question. Right. Not, not the question of what may be the most efficient way for the airlines to organize themselves, but whether in, the, in a broader social context, we want to see any further diminishment of competition within the industry. So from a public policy perspective, and you're right, we could spend hours talking about it in in detail, Bob. But right. one question that I have for you is, in terms of the federal government's response to this specific pandemic, has the government done the right thing, and have they done enough for the airline industry? Well, I think, I think they've done the right thing. You know, the, the underlying issue is this. Uh, if you go back to 911, uh, the public had to bail out the airline industry. And now, uh, once again, uh, the public has to bail out the airline industry. That's not an adverse comment on the airline industry and the way it's run. It, it, it's just the way it is. The, the airline business is a, a, a very important business in the United States. In order to be efficient, it has to have a lot of capacity. Uh, 
and particularly to accommodate the growing public desire for travel. Uh, and it is subject to these very severe ups and downs when, when we have these kind of black swan events. So I, I think one of the realities of life is that the public generally and the government as its, as its instrument has to recognize that it is always going to have to be the insurer of the airline business. And as the insurer, uh, it, it may want to impose uh, some kind of regulation, not the kind of regulation we used to have, mm-hmm. where you, you, know, you couldn't fly here and you couldn't charge that, but, but a level of regulation that would say, wait a minute, during the good times, maybe it would be a good thing if all the airlines, instead of buying back their stock, Mm. I simply set aside all of the excess cash that they can set aside so that to a greater extent than has been true in the past, they are able to self-insure. And I, I think as a matter of public policy, that's something we really do have to focus on. Yeah, that's fascinating. So wait, okay, forgive my sarcasm. Good luck with that. How do you get something like that done in this environment? Well, look, what you're talking about, what you, you are talking about in this environment is the tremendously bitter political uh, warfare that's going on in the United States. Uh, it, it, it wasn't always like this. Yeah. Uh, between Essentially between the end of World War II and the mid-1980s, uh, there was political disagreement, but there wasn't the level of, of rancor that we have today. Yeah. If we want to reclaim the country and if we want to make sensible decisions, People are going to have to back off their extreme ideologies, both the left and the right. And we're going to have to find some better solutions than we have found so far. So the answer to your question is, how do we get it done? Mm. Mr. and Mrs. America has to make up their mind. They're going, to, they're going to stop with the political nonsense. They're going to stop rewarding ideological extremity. And they're going to return to a, a sense of the common good. What is best for all of us? Do you think it makes sense, Bob, for the government to buy stakes in airlines the way they did with the no. automakers during the last crisis? No, I do not. Why? I don't, I don't think you want the government owning the instruments of production. Mm-hmm. That really is socialism. I, I, you know, I'm a social democrat, but I don't believe in socialism. I don't think the government wants to own those things. Right. I think private enterprise should run the airlines. On the other hand... I think there is a, there is a backup, an insurance role, mm-hmm. and perhaps a regulatory role that the, that the federal government ought to undertake and 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 needs to undertake in order to assure the common good. Yeah, right. that's that's a fascinating discussion about, as you said, you don't you don't want too much government regulation, right? Go back to, you know, several days, decades ago, but you, but maybe there needs to be some accountability as, you know, it's interesting. We've talked so much about safety nets and we're seeing all these industries that don't have any safety nets and yet they've awarded executives a lot of money and done buybacks and so on and so forth. Bob Crandall, you made our day because Jason and I have been looking forward to this conversation. We were so delighted when you got booked on our air. So um, thank you so much for carving time out for us and do stay safe. Bob Crandall, he's a former president, CEO and chairman of American Airlines on the phone from Palm City, Florida. Um, That was great. Yeah, I was going to say, man, that guy delivered uh, in in so many ways because, you know, he has the perspective of having, as you said, you know, lived through a number of crises, uh, run some airlines, understanding the mechanics of it, you know, literally and figuratively. 
and uh, really good to get his uh, perspective there. Uh, coming up, more to come uh, later in the hour. He talked about the restaurant industry. We're going to talk we- about the restaurant industry uh, a little bit later on. All right. I don't know what's going on in the world, but a headline just crossed the Bloomberg. Airlines are said to have to raise 30% of aid in the capital markets. Wow. That's there a you lot. Go. Yeah. Well, the All government right, so- needs to be the insurer, but maybe not the stakeholder. That's what I heard Bob Grindelson. Exactly.